Oh yeah. I like your style, kid. Why don't we let the butter on the toast melt? If you know what I mean, and I know that you do.
dreams come true That some boy will fall in love with you But I've only seen it happen in the movies Only in fairy tales Only in the books I read And only to others not true rule number nine feeling fine rule number ten let's do it again rule number one follow the rule all right that's good no it's good people are gonna think we wrote that but it was improv well uh yeah if we do it every week now it is written well no at one time it was improv i am mostly illiterate and therefore cannot read or write and so therefore does this mic work yes it does i'll move it out yeah, stick that out the window, bro. Stick it out the window. Stick it out the window. Yeah, it's on. Sweet. Hey, sweet. And it's like right next to the piano, too. So, you know, that's a, the thing. That's the thing. Right next to the piano. Woo! The uh, book of lore relating to... Stop it! Don't stop it! I can't stop it! I'm sorry! I don't know what Stop happened. learning! Justin, to counteract these facts you've been telling everybody, I need some non-facts. Give me some non-facts. Uh, Jesus, Jesus was from Mars! Oh. Our fire legs are a vegetable. Ah. A crater 
what? I said a crater is when a tree grows. See, I'm that I that sounds like a fact to me. <laughs> All the bachelors are married women. Ah. Oh, <laughs> North is the direction of green. I love it. Love it. Great. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that one worked. That one worked. This is goddamn bullshit. The bit was that everything I was doing was wrong, you son of a bitch. All right. So what are we doing first, Justin? Uh, these answers, sweet girls call. Let's do. Uh, we did 185 last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do back in my day. All right. Here's how it works. It's a group game. Stand up, sit down, don't give a fuck. If you're not near a microphone, you might not be heard. If you're just, well, you might be heard. We'll see when we listen to this later. All right, suggestion. Back in my day, we didn't have. Blank, joke, got it? Good. Gravy. <laughs> gravy, let's do gravy. Gravy? Gravy. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> gravy. Uh, back in my day, we didn't have gravy. If you wanted something thick and gross, uh, you'd talk to your math teacher. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have gravy. There wasn't a cool way to say it's all good. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have gravy. And if you had chicken stock, well, then you were in trouble because the market's down. Uh, back in my day, we didn't have gravy. And the only thing that surrounded potatoes was hardship. Gravy. Back in my day, we didn't have gravy. The only thing that got gross when it sat in the boat was pirates. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have gravy, and the only stuffing we had was in that bear on the wall, damn it. someone for a belt, you got real drunk at a Macy's. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, he's a good Back one too. Back in my day, we didn't have boxes and crate was how Uncle Billy thought his life was going. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have boxes and there were me seeks everywhere. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have cardboard boxes and we had a rainforest too. Uh, back in my day, uh, we didn't have boxes. If you wanted a lot of wine for cheap, you just listened to your girlfriend. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. New thing. <laughs> All right, last subject. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. Movie theaters. <laughs> uh, movie theaters. <laughs> Uh, Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if you wanted to throw popcorn at strangers, you had to go to a baseball game in Japan. Learning with Justin. Learning with Justin. Learning Bet you didn't know Japanese people eat popcorn at baseball games. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if you wanted to get a hand job as a tween, you better love plays. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. If you wanted to see something in 3D, you went outside. Use your eyeballs. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only place my dad had to worry about getting shot up at was the methadone clinic. <laughs> uh, Not implying that my dad is afraid of being shot or a uh, heroin addict. <laughs> I thought you were just after your jokes. <laughs> you didn't know where I'm at. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And if you wanted an icy, you went to the 7-Eleven and got a Slurpee. Because they're better. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. Then the only thing coming near you was a scary homeless guy. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And IMAX was a program you used to hack your iPhone. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and a century was a really fucking long time. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only digital projection in our lives was killing people in video games. Ooh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Real dark. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only summer blockbuster was a prisoner who got arrested in the summer. <laughs> That's all I got. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if somebody took your stub, well, then they better give you a biggie. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and a chick flick was my technique on how to... Uh, Arouse a woman. Back, back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only thing that was rated R was pirates. It's one of them moving theaters. No! <laughs> Who put this one on wheels? Uh, <laughs> this, this 
This is a very bad It's not moving at all, bro. How is Moving Castle in a moving theater? Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And if you wanted to see excessive violence, you just existed in the 1930s. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And science fiction was just gravity. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And Star Wars was... Was when we decided there was the battle between heliocentricity and um, back in my day, we didn't back in my day we didn't have movie theaters, and if you saw a sneak preview, that means you were a peeping tom. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and Indiana Jones was your old prospector uncle. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only trailers we saw were filled with hillbillies. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only thing that was 70 millimeters was my dick. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if you made out in a drive-thru, they wouldn't give you your chicken nuggets. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the only thing that was black and white was our restrooms. Back in Whoa. my day, we didn't have movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> and the only real theaters were in the Hidden Episcopal. <laughs> uh, Back in my day, we didn't have movie screen. theaters. And the Ice Age was something we lived through. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And an IMAX. IMAX were just what old people called Apple computers. <laughs> How do I get on the Google? <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. The concessions and the walking residents just meandering around. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. And if there was a dark public space with a sticky floor, you get out of there. It's a gross place. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if you were surrounded by red vines, that meant you were in the dangerous part of the jungle. It's poisonous. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and the Titanic was an actual ship. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and uh, if you had a bootleg, it meant you could afford boots. Hashtag history. <laughs> learning with Justin, you're learning with Justin. I bet you didn't think you'd learn anything with Justin. These are all facts. I'm gonna have to work so hard to make sure that no one learned anything. Everybody's gonna have to get real high. Oh man. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if the floor was sticky, it means your mom was hungover. <laughs> no, no, no. Go back into that one. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if you wanted a kick in the seat, you talked back to your father. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and if somebody was throwing M&Ms at your head, it's because they were trying to point out the sniper silently. Look out! Get down! <laughs> Sorry. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and an usher was a popular R&B singer. Um, back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters. The only thing you snuck into because you were too young was a prostitute. <laughs> back in my day, 
we didn't have movie theaters, and, and Popcorn had yet to have his son Corn with a K. Back in my day, we didn't have movie theaters, and a blockbuster was a, was a weapon developed by the United States government. <laughs> This has gone on forever. Yeah, so you just walked away. We're done. Do you read this Did I? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Hey, you want to learn a fun fact, guys? No. 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 Wow, you got him good. Yeah. See? I know. Who's hey. out? We'll talk. Yeah. I miss your face. I miss your face. Vote DJ Action President. DJ Action President. DJ Action President. DJ Action President. Finally thought of a sketch I could have filmed for. Yay. Vote more. <laughs> vote a crime, motherfucker. No, no, just vote or I will die. <laughs> I am locked in this room. With Pop Daddy. They will not let me out. Please vote or I will die. And if you do not vote within the next five minutes, we will send you his fingers. <laughs> uh, what now let's do? What now? You want to do LA Freeze? No, no, no. That's almost too uh, accurate to uh, what actually the phrase is, and I don't want these people learning. All right. Good job. Okay. Okay. Uh, the way this one works, uh, you'll fucking figure it out. Just fucking deal with it. Space Pepsi Crystal. Andrew, give me the Space Crystal Pepsi. Never! Pepsi Crystal. Never! Andrew, if you don't give me the crystal, then I won't be able to save the planet! I have then enveloped its power! I shall be the Pepsi Lord! No, Andrew, you're telling me the crystal Pepsi! Ah! Pepsi crystal! I'm sorry, I have a disease where I flip things backwards. Am I, am I, am I crystal or am I liquid? It's... No, you're a crystal-colored liquid. Freeze! <laughs> Are you sure this jetpack's gonna work, Doctor? Oh man, totally sure. I don't know. I filled it with ammonium super trait and uh, some green stuff. Are you sure it's gonna be safe, Doc? I've got health insurance. No, it's gonna be totally safe. Just back up really quick. Right. No, this, this last wall Please. is gonna pop up here. Please. Let's see murder your mother in the bathroom. <laughs> no. Okay, let me just repeat the question. Uh, maybe you were confused. Uh, name an animal you might find in the forest. Craig. Yeah. The corpse of a child. Freeze. Okay, that's all we're doing. I didn't see your face. Oh, it was there. Okay. Listen, kid, if you want to be a sign waiver, you're going to have to be happier than that, all right? I don't physically know how. Smiles sell houses. Say it with me. Smiles sell houses faster. Smiles sell houses faster.
$17. Sweet. Meh, meh. Freeze. Climbing Everest for not gonna ski down it. <laughs> I'll go after you go. I mean, you've been. I kind of assumed you would go first. Me? Are you on a rock paper scissors for it? Absolutely. As is the mountain climber's code. <laughs> we never would have gotten here without that code. That code is what kept us alive. Kept us alive that time we ran out of supplies. Yes, at the time when we had to eat uh, that uh, Sherpa because he lost rock, paper, scissors. That's, that's <laughs> freeze. <coughs> oh, well, why do you get two detonators? Um, oh, why, 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 why I've got one detonators? Well, I get two detonators because only one of my thumbs works and I can never remember which one. Oh, so it really is just, just one detonator split into two pieces. We're gonna rob this geriatric community credit union and I don't want to forget about it this time. No, me either. In fact, I'm feeling fairly confident that I'm gonna get through this without soiled drawers. Ethel, I believe in you. Is my ski mask on right? You ready? What's the plan gonna be? I'm just gonna see what happens with the boat. It's redundant, Ethel. Oh, it's redundant. Oh, here we go. Freeze. And here's another trophy for most improved. Yes. And here's another trophy for best hair. And here's another trophy for Mr. Congeniality. I love you, Dad. And here's another trophy for Pinch the Great Son. And here's another trophy for not disappointing me as much as I thought you were going to. Here's a trophy for being an accident that ruined my body. Here's a trophy for being able to take your mother's physical and Emotional abuse. It is trophy for. I wish your brother hadn't died. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another trophy for uh, not letting your emotional scars ruin your life. I'm starting to get buried <laughs> under the trophies here. You will take the trophies! <laughs> you are a winner! Thanks, Dad. Where's the trophy for dealing with this process? Uh, actually, that goes to your mother. Thank you. You're so very welcome, honey. Freeze! Mr. Clarence, Mr. Clarence, why is that man doing that? He's making my lunchtime cocktail. My personal bartender. It was in my writer. If I'm going to be teaching AP uh, storytelling, I'm going to have to be drunk. Okay. Any more dumb questions? No, no, I'm ready for the lecture. All right. It'll be ready as soon as she's done flare bartending, as was in my rider. Can I listen to my iPod? No! I'm sorry. Yes. What am I? What am I? Ah, yes. You know how I like it, Timothy. Tim, Tim, Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey. 
Timothy Jeffries. Oh, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Okay, I know. <sighs> Alright guys, help me out with this, okay? I'm doing this audition for Kylo Ren. I just want to make sure I have the right voice, okay? Alright guys, feeling it? Can you? Okay. Don't give me that look! I'm gonna be honest, I don't know who Kyle Ren is. Is that that guy? Is that that guy who beat up Cindy? No, 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 no. Okay, so, so you know, alright. Okay, so he's a guy that's kind of like, uh, he wants to be like his grandfather. No, 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 no. I get it, I get it. It's um, Benjamin Button. Kylo Ren and Stimpy. No, that's not, what's the Kylo part? Okay, I well, I mean, he kind of took it from a band, kind of like Rilo, Kylie, and then he's like, I'll just shorten it to Kylo Ren. It's kind of cool. Right. But anyways, he's very emotive, okay? But he has a deep voice, so I'm just trying to get it right. Freeze. You're not really selling us on this dishwasher, Eric! Well, uh, you know, it, it dices, it transforms, you know, it can also do your taxes, and uh, sometimes it, uh... Looks like a cup! Mm-hmm. Okay, alright guys, I'll level with you, okay? Alright, it's, it's, it's a prototype. What you need to do is you need to hook it up into your phone, and then... You the status of journalists or not journalists? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it seems to me a little bit like the um, the fox watching the hen house, as they say. Um, but after the second arrest, I kind of was just like, this is, I can't keep doing my job. Uh, I keep getting kidnapped by the state. Yeah. So, so uh, I applied for uh, credentials and then they expired. And honestly, since then, I've, I've been doing less reporting on sort of demonstrations and marches and more um, stuff around uh, Guantanamo and, and refugees and things like that. So I haven't personally seen a lot of that, though I know obviously, it, like in, in Ferguson, for instance, yeah. um, a close friend of mine um, got shot by the police with rubber bullets as he was approaching them with his hands up. Um, and he's a, he's a white guy, so you know that they were trigger happy if they were doing that. And he was saying press. Yes. So, yeah. You know, that's just like one one of many many examples of uh, of, of recent uh, literal attacks on on press. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, so speaking of, uh, I guess Guantanamo. What's happening there, if anything at all? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm, Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let.
let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country, western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passion and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. All right, here comes the theme song. Welcome to uh, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Oh, I see what happened. Hang on a second. Uh, With Mike Spiegelman. We have a great theme song. You guys want to hear it? Uh, Hang on a sec. Let me do that that again. All right. All right, let me try this way. Oh, yeah, they're totally not rocking. Huh. All right. Well, 
Welcome. Let me try this here. Ah, uh, screw it. We don't need a theme song. My name is Mike Spiegel, and welcome to Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube, a uh, weekly movie show, and I'm very excited to have with uh, your special, my special co-host today, my brother, Adam Spiegelman. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, Adam okay. Spiegelman is the, uh, has been running a great podcast called Proudly Resents, and it is the cult movie podcast. It's been going on for 16 years. 16 going on 17, my friend. Wow, going more like going on 30, you know? Okay, you know what I'm saying? No, I've been doing it actually forever, yeah, like six years. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. But one day I'll, I'll hit my stride. <laughs> it'll, figure, it'll figure itself out. Uh, but you've had some great... Uh, people should check out proudlyresents.com and uh, you can see highlights of interviews Adam's done, as well as discussions of several movies. Uh, and why don't we start our movie right now, Adam? Uh, let's start this podcast in earnest. Uh, if you guys, here's how it works. Go to YouTube, desktop, laptop, tablet, phone. Type in today's movie and watch it with us. Uh, so what's today's the, movie. What's today's movie, Mike. Slap. Let me find it. Slapstick of a different kind. It might be another kind, but slapstick of a different kind. I'm going to go another ahead. kind. Another kind. It's it's under two different it's names. Slapstick of another kind, part one, or is it full movie? We want full movie. You're t uh, go ahead and Can talk. You tell me who who posted it? I don't know yet. Mallory guy one. Here, go ahead and talk. I'm going to go type it in to YouTube myself. All right, that's fantastic. So we're looking to find out slapstick of another kind, Jerry Lewis movie. Who posted it? So you have the same person, and we'll do like a clap thing. There is a 120 version minute version, so I assume that's the one we want to use. I'll click it. Oh yeah. So it says uh, Mick Mallory guy one. Which one we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, so M-O-W-E-R, guy one. All right, that sounds good. So I have a headphone. Let me see. Let's click it. Uh, there's no ads on this. I have buffering right now. I'll pause it once it starts, and then we could start at the same time. It's that still fantastic. Hey, can I just plug my show? I did a, an interview with uh, this guy, Alan Sachs, who directed this movie I watched as a kid called Dubidio. It's like a P L.A. punk rock movie, and he had all these great punk rockers in it playing small parts, and... Ray Sharkey starting it. So not only the story of that movie is awesome, but he co-created Welcome Back Carter. Um, he discovered the band uh, Unlocking the Truth and that documentary about them. He's the crazy guy in the movie, or the one they portray to be the crazy guy. So that, he kind of gives an update on what's going on there. That's the most that fascinating aspect, Adam, of that interview, is that he is cast right now as the bad guy of these young kids' dreams. And uh, you got to talk to him about this project he did during the 80s, as well as he, he runs the gamut of different cultural uh, aspects. As he points out, <laughs> he's proud to point out that uh, he was there for, from rock and roll all the way up to... Uh, these kid, these young kids, and their rock and their hip hop, or whatever, they're rock and roll. Yeah. But um, and then so, um, uh, it's premature, but I might be doing this. We will do a screening in L.A. of his movie. So, uh, follow me on Twitter at proudly resents. So as soon as uh, that happens, that sounds great. That's a great a whole movie. Fest. I'll tweet the hell out of it. So. Yeah. It's a terrific movie, and that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're in Los Angeles, go ahead, uh, follow him anyway, at Proudly Resents, and he'll get you an update. So by this point, we are ready to start the movie. You ready? I got to pause at so, zero uh, one. What did you do? A one, two, three, click? Yeah. One, two, three, click. 
All right, cool, my speakers work. Modern entertainment, which is ironic because I'm sure this movie is like 100 years old, corny or whatever. And there's a question mark out there, entertainment, which I appreciate. Uh, Legally, they had to put that in there. So that looks like a UFO. Is there narration going on? I can't hear it. Oh, there's closed captioning on this one. I hope it works. Oh, it's a man and a woman. They're arguing. I've never heard a narrator argue with the other narrator. You you didn't see the movie Tomorrowland, where uh, they they can't start the movie without arguing? Like everyone else, I have not seen the movie Tomorrowland. Oh, I thought you were a bad movie buff. (laughs) (laughs) There's some movies you just won't see. Yeah, you have to bring your child into that movie to justify watching it. Oh, your poor child. So, uh, this is great. We get to introduce the characters by looking into deep space. Well, this is right out of um, It's a Wonderful Life, when they talk to Clarence the Angel. It saves special effects, too. A couple of blinking lights, and uh, when God would talk, a light would blink. And then when, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the excuse <laughs> there was that it was a black and white movie, and you know the only thing they did was do that thing with the moon when the spaceship hits its eye. So I think they're a little bit more advanced by this movie came out. That's the thing about these movies is that you would figure if this takes place in 1982, it would be like a modern movie and not look like something shot in 1960 or 70s in this case. There he is. There's Jerry. There's the man in a waiting room. He's obviously waiting. How do you know you're impatient? Well, he brushes your hair. He's telling the director, I got this. I got this. I'll act impatient in the waiting room. Oh, there he is on TV as well. So, uh, oh, this is backstory. So it's like a Rona Barrett, like an old gossip columnist. This guy is freaking old. It's a fat version of Jerry Lewis. It's so weird. Huh? No, that's an old, that's an old uh, vaudevillian character actor. That guy. He's like a contemporary of Charlie. Of Jerry, I mean. Wow, he's playing a famous person like he did in that movie. Um, come on, the Slapstick? Oh, well, uh, uh, King of Comedy. He did King of Comedy, and then he did another movie in the 90s called Slapstick, which is a really decent movie about an Australian uh, performer who's not as good as his father, Jerry. And Jerry comes in and gives him a very scathering... That was an amazing movie. Wait, I don't think it's called Slapstick. I'm pretty sure it's called Slapstick. I'm I'm IMDb in it. But that was a great film, yeah, that's a really good movie. And he was good in that. we're We're missing exposition, Mike. We'll never know what's going on. Well, it's a good thing because I don't know what's going on other than the lamp is the most exciting shot in this, this scene. We need more lamps. Oh, see. Give me that lamp. All right. The janitor is taking photographs. Oh, it's a 80s joke. Just in a movie called uh, the, the Trust to Luck Do Us Part Part 2. <laughs> Curious George is a monkey. Yeah. Uh, hold he on. played the monkey. Funny Bones, it was called. Funny Bones, not Slapstick. Sorry, you're absolutely right. I, but I, yeah, I definitely was 1995. I saw that in the theater. There's Oliver a, Platt. Is yeah. The, but he's not the, the... Lee Evans is the guy who's kind of the, the great breakout star of that. Oh, Lee Evans is great in that movie. Yeah. So Jerry, Jerry did a bunch of movies, like, acting, that are just horrible. I mean, we have this movie, which is so far I'm completely lost. And he did another movie with Johnny Depp called Arizona Dreams, which the full-length movie is available on YouTube. I can't do it to anybody. It's it's such a bad movie. 
Is this guy jerking off? He's uh, he stuck his dick in a glory hole and he's regretting That's it. What it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. And look at the doctors nodded, yes, trucks up. I would never put my dick in a glory hole because I know that it could be a milking machine and that won't stop until... <laughs> if that old farmer's daughter's I'm joke taught me anything. Get that joke. Mr. Show uh, did a great musical based on that joke. It made oh, my really? day. Yeah, they had Jack Black singing about whatever you do, don't stick your dick in the third hole. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, that was pretty good. And it was what? one of those meta jokes where I knew the original joke, so I was like on clown nine. You know, I got, I got it on both levels. Uh-oh, Jerry's going to fall down the window! It's the start of the pansy. If he freezes and they run the credits, it's the patsy. Nope, oh, he no, falls the, into the paint. paint splatters the screen, and now the credits start. So why did he jump out of the window? Because his, he, he had a kid? He had three kids, maybe? I would jump out of the window if I found out I had three kids. Marty Feldman's in this movie. Oh, there's a lot of people in this movie. I mean, I, I was taking a look. It never played. Uh, Psychotronic Video Guide says that it never played theatrically in the states, but it did play in West uh, Germany. Which makes on Kurt Vonnegut book. Yeah, you know, Kurt Vonnegut has a, a long history of awful movie ad- adaptations. Most recently, Breakfast of Champions with Bruce Willis, which I don't know if you know this. Oh, yeah. He owns that movie. Bruce Willis actually owns the rights to that movie. Jim Back is in this film. Sam Fuller, the director. Uh, I don't know if you know, oh, Sam Fuller, yeah. the director. Yeah. I oh. just saw the big red one this morning, actually. Hello, oh, have, and the movie. We have guest starring Merv Griffin. They don't appear in the second movie yet. That's why they're guest starring in this movie. Pat, Pat Morita. So wait, there's two movies? <laughs> why else would they have a guest starring credit? I don't, I, it's so weird they always do that. Yeah, TV movies, they do that all the time. Special guest stars. Like, well, everyone's a guest star. You're right. <laughs> Ooh, special effects by an actual corporation. There's some, uh, looks like we got a real movie happening tonight. It's, they, I wish the camera would stay still. Well, it's panning around all the craziness that's happening in the hospital. We're going to do a one-track shot, says uh, Jerry Lewis. Right. Is that the- a woman or a puppet? <laughs> oh, my eyes can't adjust to all the weirdness. I just made my screen full screen. Oh, there's Jerry covered oh, in paint. Covered in brown paint, even though he fell in red paint. Yeah, well, you know, he's he likes brown face humor. The more racist. So Madeline gone to 15. She just had a kid. Is that what's happening? I when think so. When you're 30, they could be issues. Oh, that is Madeline Kahn. You thought that was a puppet. And then that guy's beard is ridiculous. Now he's the secret agent. No, no, he's a secret agent. He's an agent with cameras, hidden, tiny cameras hidden everywhere. How do you know this? I just saw it. <laughs> it was on TV. He has a camera on the broom. See, look at that. Transistor radio. 80s movies are really racist when it comes to Asians. Oh, my God. I was watching um, Defending Your Life last night. And there's some really racist parts. But it's about defending your life. Oh, that's the, the the comedy, right? Albert Brooks? Albert Brooks, yeah. I have a weird relationship with that movie. At the time, my VCR wasn't working, and every time I rented a movie, this is when I was in Boston, uh, it would flicker. It would, like, constantly track and track and track, you know, and I couldn't do anything about it. So I watched Defending Your Life and Barton Fink uh, like that, and it just ruined the movies for me. That's great. You should have lived with that story, <laughs> right, up. 
Yeah, I'm going to try that story out for American Life. For Mortified. And then... <laughs> there's a freaking flickering. Every TV, there's a lot of TVs on in this movie, and they're all flickering. Well, I, I know that actually. I learned that in Monclar High. It's because the uh, cam- cinema film is 34 uh, frames per second, and it's different on television. So when they show people watching TV, you have to show the television at a different frame rate, so it goes through the TV. Otherwise, it looks amateurish. Oh, look at that. All right, <laughs> I'm completely that. silent because I don't know what's going on. There's like a garish. Oh, there's Merv. Merv. I look, I look Merv Griffin playing a, a TV personality. Well, I mean, they probably just asked him to walk next door to the other sound studio for 20 minutes and shoot a scene. He's a, it's a, it's a TV newsroom and it's completely garish. The call letters look like it's uh, straight out of... Uh, I don't know, some boutique clothing store. Oh, it's like a movie version of a TV studio. Yeah, you kind of hide in it a little bit for comedic effect. Uh, so they're, uh, <laughs> it's a cooking show with men in suits. It's a rare dish. I hope it's stinky tofu. What is that? It's little people. Oh, hey, there's Pamarino. Oh, there he is. What? He's like a tiny little person. How cool is this? <sighs> so Kurt Vonnegut said there's a Breakfast of Champions. But I, I was looking into the film director who made this movie. He's more of a producer now. He produces Baby Genius straight-to-DVD films. And, uh, but he... Sorry, uh, Baby Genius 2 starred Republican great Scott Baio. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to now add that movie. I'm trying to watch all his yeah. films. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. They're really hard to watch. Roller Skate USA. Well, they're, uh, actually, I have a quiz, Adam. I wrote down a list of the three DVD movies Baby Geniuses have made this year, uh, back in 2014. There's three of them. I'm going to give you four names, and I want you to guess which one I made up, okay? All right. I don't know where I put my fucking notebook. This thing game is over. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, shit. That was good. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I took anyway, it out. This film is a tiny um, Pat Morita in a bowl of noodles talking with two sumo wrestlers next to him talking to the TV studio. Well, he picked uh, a local network, too, to also give this speech. Yeah, I'm gonna go everywhere in Cleveland. <laughs> you, you, Adam, you're full disclosure as a television producer. If someone said that I'm gonna uh, uh, open up a dish of food on on your television show, would you look inside beforehand, or would you just let it be surprised when there's actually little people in there? I'm a terrible producer. I would let it be <laughs> surprised. I'd trust that there was a, a miniature live emperor with two sumo wrestlers, high fiving sumo wrestlers. They shouldn't have squeaked his voice because it's hard enough to know what's going on. Yeah, these closed captioning on YouTube is not helping me at all. It's just stopped. It's oh, giving up. So he fell in mud, Jerry Lewis, or he fell in red paint? He fell in red paint. There was a, a trough, an open trough of red paint to the ground floor uh, because these painters were painting a wall. Hey, I was looking at your website. You have a lot of good movies on there that you've watched. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of great movies on YouTube. And, you know, Adam, honestly, like, I, I've, you and I are both memorize every single word from the Golden Turkey Awards book. 
there's a lot of movies you hear about but you never you read about but you never actually see and YouTube gives you the opportunity to see say Mother Goose a go-go a film that I would just normally read about so you know there's some great movies out there and uh ain't the internet grand isn't it great what a great world we live in why didn't we watch Mother Goose a go-go uh, we could uh, it's uh no, no, it's no, it's, no, it's no. a great storyline it's a newlywed and the the groom can't get it up or whatever because once he hears mother goose rhymes he uh faints so a sexy therapist sprays him with lsd and uh then he watches cartoons about mother goose and then everything's okay oh and there's like a, a i watched the trailer there's a weird rape scene where uh this guy is playfully ripping the hem of a woman's dress <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god but it was the 60s uh-huh. you know he was ripping her dress while she was bending over yeah. that was the joke so right now we have we're inside a building which i think they're going to shoot most of the movie inside this building i think they probably rented it out for the week and just figured it'll be easier just to keep every scene inside here but they're but they're doing something it's still these Asian oh, jokes are insane. This movie is long. You <laughs> just said we all look like the Asian guy. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe to a round the guy, eye, with the right? Pad face. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to join along. Uh, so anyway, the director of this movie starred as an actor uh, in the uh, theatrical production of Kurt Vonnegut's play Happy Birthday One to June, and it made me. Oh, there's Marty Feldman. Holy shit. He's just walking into this movie. Uh, but it just reminded me of... Uh, there's another Kurt Vonnegut movie starring, uh, directed by an actor who appeared in a movie with Kurt Vonnegut. Do you know what actor I'm thinking of? Say again? This uh, director acted in a movie with Kurt Vonnegut, and he directed Mother Night, a Kurt Vonnegut movie with Nick Nolte. Uh-huh. It was Keith Gordon Good. from uh, Back to School. Rodney's son... Uh, Kurt Vonnegut oh, yeah. shows up as himself. He writes, yeah, yeah. yeah he writes Vonnegut writes uh, an essay on Kurt Vonnegut, and uh, he gets him a C. And there's a famous scene. Well, there's a famous scene where Kurt Vonnegut shows up and takes the money, uh, and then later uh, Ronnie's on the phone. He's like, uh, "Fuck you, Kurt Vonnegut. Your paper got me." He goes, "Your paper got me a C." And he goes, "What? Well, fuck you." It's <laughs> like that. Like Kurt Vonnegut tells him to fuck off. And so anyway, the son, Rodney Dangerfield's son, Keith Gordon, later became a director and directed Mother Night, a Kurt Vonnegut movie. There you go. Yeah. And there's also Slaughterhouse-Five. This is a modest house. Nice smoggy view out there in the background. Yeah, it's L.A. back in the day. So th- this is uh, Los Angeles, you think? Yeah, where else would it be? Not San Canada. Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, we have mountains. <laughs> we have, we have Carl the Fog. We have Carl the Fog. Oh, by the way, San Francisco today, they had a uh, the San Francisco marathon, and it took me forever to get here. And it's a very serious marathon. For example, you have to wear clothing. And, uh, <laughs> cock rings do not count go. as clothing. You, have to, you can't wear you costumes. Know. Costumes do not count. And uh, you, you have to be sober. You can't be drinking. So no one, no one likes this marathon. Yeah, it's bullshit. If you can't drink at a marathon, where can you drink? 
Well, there's a famous Beta Breakers marathon where you dress up in costume, where you just go naked and you just get drunk and you, and you walk, run the whole race. Yeah, one time I came up to see you and I stayed in a hotel and it just happened to be right the view of the Beta Breakers and I wake up Sunday morning and I open the window and there's naked people running by my window. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But they're not technically naked because some have cock rings. There's a, a movement in Castro to walk around naked and opponents say, listen, you're not really walking around naked if you have a cock ring, you know? You can't say you're walking naked when you're obviously fetishizing it. A flying well, UFO, spaceship. spaceship, ILM, uh, this is their first job. The special effects of this. The brother locked out Mar Madeline Kahn. He's the worst butler. Uh, Jerry Lewis is getting wow, chased. That's the worst special effect. <laughs> like, not since Evil Tunes have I seen such a cool world oh, look Evil better Tunes. than this. Evil Tunes. Evil Tunes, by the way, should be recalled Evil Tune. Because they just had one, one tune. Yeah, complete ripoff. Oh, you know, there's a movie uh, I talked about on my show last week, uh, Prison of the Dead. And I went to look for a um, trailer of Prison of the Dead. And there's a movie called, like, the Born, Reborn, The Dead Reborn. Uh -huh. They took footage from Prison of the Dead and made it, and put it in this film, and made it look like the, the guy's watching a reality show. And the reality show is this other movie. What a g awful, awful idea. <laughs> so you could take so a... Yeah, Corman used to do that. He would Roger Corman would get these uh, Russian science fiction movies, and he would uh, redub them and add different scenes and release them as two different movies. Uh, and they're just they're awful. Well, actually, one movie, uh, the intro outro was uh, directed by Peter Bandanovich. So if you're a completist, you have to see that movie. But uh, I never heard of taking another person's movie and passing it off as a reality show in another movie. That's definitely a first. Yeah, well, you can tell it's obviously not a union film. And neither were um, Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses, which I have a list somewhere. It's, I yeah, probably I put it together. I met a guy who's been four and five, and he wanted to come on the show, but um, he just kept saying, oh, it was non-union, it was non-union, and he got in trouble with the union. Huh. We worked with John Voigt, who I guess is allowed to doing non-union stuff. So John Foyt is the one remaining star in, his, in the series, I guess. I have no idea about the direct-to-DVD. I'm not surprised that they have a series of them. I just didn't realize that they continued the brand. That's uh, Bob Clark's last movie. Yeah, the guy did uh, Porky's. Porky's and Black Christmas. And? And A Christmas Story. Sure. Yes. And From the Hip. Jed Nelson? Yeah. That, from the hip? I'm pretty sure he did, that was a Bob Clark production. All right, so anyway, uh, Pat Morita's back and he's just talking. Yeah, his voice is so squeaked up that I, I really can't hear it. Yeah, they should have done that. Well, they obviously get the idea, but it was a bad idea. Sorry, I was up all night. Oh, were you? Um, you know, my two-year-old decided to get up at... Two years old? Midnight. She's two next week. I know. It's exciting. Bring a gift. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we were up for hours. And two in the morning, she's like, toast? I want toast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Toast. So I think we fell asleep around four. Oh, that's crazy. Well, it's your fault for bringing up the concept of toast to your toddler. Oh, my God. I opened up Pandora's box. Pandora's toaster. Pandora's So, uh, I guess here's the nursery. See, I told you, they're not going to leave this house ever again. They're just going to be, the rest of this movie is going to be shot inside the interiors of a mansion that we don't give a shit about. But they're sleeping in giant cribs, him and his wife, separate giant cribs. And I think, like a hot nurse. I read the novel years ago, and they're brother and sister, I'm pretty sure. Uh. But they're like... Wait, uh, is, he too? is he mini also? They, they are they are super intelligent aliens, twins, that were birthed through a human on Earth. And uh, the premise is that they're super intelligent together, but they're dumb as posts otherwise. Separated. They're useless. When are we supposed to find that out? I just told you. Is <laughs> oh, that how that movie works? Yeah. You have the usher comes up to you and explains the plot. Yeah. If I was to make a movie, I would do that. I would make sure that a movie is completely airless and uh, unfollowable. It reminds me a lot of Leonard Part 6, the, the, the set. I don't know if it's Part 7, right? Part 6? Part 6. So he has a wacky mansion with a lot of crap in it, and this kind of reminds me of it. I'm looking at the poster, and there's pictures of, um, of Charlie Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if their estates approved of it, or maybe it's, it's like really a fan bizarre. poster. But then the description is a rich, beautiful couple. All right, slow down. They give birth to deformed alien twins who, when their heads are together, are the smartest kids on the planet. All right, so there you go. They, they're true to the book. You know, you say, like, oh, Kurt Vonnegut, his novels are uh, unfilmable. Yes, and yeah. I would say yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> How about yes. that? You're right. You're correct. Slaughterhouse-Five, Plastic. Do you know the original 1982 cut of the movie features a score by Michael Lengron? And you know who wrote this? Michael Lengron. Submitted by, right, the original Bird composer. When the movie was re-edited, subsequently re-released in 84, it was replaced with a more science fiction lay score. Um, the soundtrack LP was released, containing one side score by Stevens, the other side <laughs> the new score. There's too much shit in the world. So there's an album of this movie, a soundtrack of this movie that makes sure that has two soundtracks on it, one that was never released for a movie that no one's seen. Right. So right now they're doing some crazy shtick. They got, uh, they're dancing together and they have a lot of makeup on. So their faces look like, you know, Michael Jackson on a good day, I guess. And uh, all right. Party, champagne, toast. I guess they're at a different part of the house. This is where they tell jokes. They get the party guests tell jokes to each other while dancing. They'll say like, "Oh, my uncle got fired as a zookeeper for feeding the squirrels." Oh man, that's a bummer scene. Why? Who did he feed it to? Or whatever. Like laughing is what I'm trying to say. For feeding the squirrels to the lions. To the lions. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's the joke. I got that from Uncle Floyd. It looks like um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, the the partying? Well, that would be a great yeah, pleasant surprise. Scene. 
That's the telephone. Some party. Party stops the moment the phone rings. So I don't know who Marty Feldman is playing. He's the best there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on right now. I, I'm honestly at a loss. We're at twenty four twenty eight in the movie. Uh, this, I think there are a Did couple. Really fail on a movie or no? She's doing what? You ever just bail? Wow, she's hot, man. Like, on. Well, I, I, we could bail on it, but the whole idea of the, of this podcast is that there's <laughs> yeah, some bad movies that you can't you can't sit through, and I want to make sure we sit through it. That's why we have a podcast. You can listen to a podcast and watch this movie. That's how you can make it through oh this. Oh my god! Oh Eat glass. So, so I guess they play two characters, right? So Jerry and Madeline are a, a couple that do each other, and they produce twins that look exactly like each other, and the twins don't do each other. A beautiful, beautiful couple. A uh, beautiful couple. Yeah, l- listen, seriously, a beautiful couple. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, man, he's the original Donald Trump. When, when Jerry gets serious, he's uh, serious. It's an important... Shot. I love how he talks, Jerry, when he gets serious. He was on a lot of good Merv Griffin. There's a Merv Griffin box set that has a bunch of Jerry uh, visits. And Jerry's there chain-smoking, talking serious, and then uh, Merv will say, we'll be right back. And Jerry will do, like, some gag where he drinks, sips a glass of water, but he gets the entire glass stuck in his mouth, you know, like, for the commercial break. But then he's serious the rest of the time. Yeah, he's totally serious, but, you know, he makes sure the camera lingers on him before they go to a shot. All right, so finally, the payoff. The alien kids are touching their heads, and their lights are there. They have some band in their head that's causing lights to go off. And then there's a set designer flashing a giant light off screen that's going through the, uh, the set. I'd pay good money for this movie. How is he still making movies? <laughs> when was um, Hardly Working made that we reviewed on my show, Proudly Resents? Hardly Working. When was, was that made? 84. That was 80, I think. Oh. I think so it was. Did let him make another movie? Yeah, so he um, he he did uh, Smorgasbord as well during the 80s, right? That was cracking up. Ooh. But he. This film, like, if King of Comedy was 83 and this film finally hit video in 84 uh yeah I don't know or like I said he did a movie called Arizona Dreams which is even worse than this movie with Johnny Depp and he's serious sharing in that and he did Funny Bones which we love but I don't think uh other than his own movie cracking up oh he did Jerry did a movie in Germany about being a cop in 84 I noticed while I was digging around oh yeah yeah, it was it was really strange. It might have been a French production. It was a, it was a foreign production. Let me put it that way. With Jerry Lewis as a cop, and, I, I, and his character's name was Jerry, of course. Right. Oh, so here's the Air Force One, and you could tell because the president has an oversized red phone and a Statue of Liberty in his uh, wing. And I think he's talking about jelly beans. I think this is probably political humor part. And you know who the president had? 
you see who that Love is? Oh, Magoo, you done it again. Do you, you prefer the millionaire or Mr. Magoo or James Dean's father when it comes to Jim Backus? Or James it's a Dean's father. James Dean's father, yeah. Where Jim Backus has like a, a apron. And, he's, and he has a tray of cookies or whatever he's going to give his son and his son tells him to fuck off and he goes I don't understand you right yeah. you're, you're tearing me apart the whole time you're thinking oh that's uh, Mr. Magoo yeah <laughs> hard to get over that Mr. Magoo is great it's like a white racist character you know, like every cartoon yeah. character is a is a race is, is an ethnic stereotype and then they're like well let's make fun of uh, dementia while we're at it yeah, why not? Let's get it all in there. Mr. Magoo, uh, the movie, have you ever seen that? Leslie Nielsen? No, I didn't see that. I have. Oh, is it? It's good. I mean, it's directed by a Hong Kong director whose name I forgot. It was a Disney movie. And it's a lot of set pieces. It's a, one of those, like, weird 90s comedy. Uh, speaking of comedy. Yeah. The kids are uh, playing with their food. Jerry's doing some uh, slapstick. Of another kind. Like, not funny. Yeah. <laughs> How many kinds of slapstick are there? There's slapstick. And I wouldn't even consider, like, Abner Costello or uh, Laurel Hardy slapstick, necessarily. There's a food fight where uh, with a bunch of actors in the room. Yeah, it's fun with the kids with their heads together. <laughs> so this would be outrageous if this wasn't inside a, ho- a house with nobody else watching. I mean, who gives a shit? <laughs> I love Marty Feldman, though. He's covering in food. He has a nice slow burn going. Slow burn is the best. Yeah, he can do all that stuff so well. So he comes across These guys just I mean it just seems like They went into a sound stage Set this up And then just had the three actors In the room While they made a mess Yeah well there's curtains In the background It's clearly like Yeah it's some other kind of set No one will notice This is one of my favorite things About bad films When they do something ridiculous And they're like Well no one will notice yeah. We just have shower curtains Right Around Yeah there's the scene With the food fight scene They happen to have like uh, Plastic curtains All around <laughs> Draped around the room it could be the same studio they shot the TV studio stuff in. But what a coincidence yeah. that when they pull out the gar- the hose that they happen to have uh, plastic curtains in the room anyway. Right, right. All right, so now we are in Amish country. You think this is shot in California, though? I don't know. Like, when we saw Hardly Working, there's a lot of scenes in Florida where, like, the wind was gusting and Jerry's weird hair was flying around. So he'll shoot anywhere. We're watching uh, adult. We're watching the parents right now. There's uh, George W. Bush. Yep, they're not going to leave the mansion. It's just cheaper to set it up there. Yeah, I think like you know, just have the story run its course inside one location. Let's just do a story about this uh, nanny. So the babies are idiots unless their heads are together, but right. they're babies. They're so babies they played by babies? adults. 
and that their parents are also played by the same actors. Sounds good. Really I approve. Good I I agree. I check this off. Sign in the movie studio. Huh. So they're coming back to whatever. I have, I have a feeling this movie already knows what it wants to do. It's just going to run its course. What course is that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They already know what they're going to do with this movie. So whether or not it makes any sense or if it's watchable is, is debatable. I mean, I don't remember. I, I mean, I kind of remember this book. It's just kind of an allegory about something. You know, I mean, it's it's not a... It's a metaphor. It's not meant to be literally shot, you know. But I love Cherry's makeup, though. The, the rubber nose on his face is really... Uh, Noticeable. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You want to bail on this movie, is what you're saying? We can put out a different movie? No, no, no. I mean, we've got to watch something for two hours. Yeah. You know, who am I? Who am I to judge? Well, if I can figure out how to get the uh, sound working again on the, on the computer, I can. We could look up YouTube videos of Jerry during the time. You know, I, I have to admit, Jerry Lewis is like the last living legend we have, one of the last. And the fact that people should be grateful the guy's still alive and and check out his movies. You know, you shouldn't go see a Jerry Lewis movie because he passed away. You should check him out right now. Beginning with last. Uh, which one should you see? Well, it's. it's I mean. <laughs> Ironically, this movie, of course, but I mean, sincerely, uh, oh, I like his, uh, the bellboy, you know, the workaholic films he did, where he just kept cranking them out. Uh, Patsy, uh, Send the Fellow is funny. Uh, the films that he directed are, are worth watching for sure. I mean, some of the, the, the stunts, the slapstick stunts are, are pretty innovative and, uh, you know, he he has a distinct comic personality, and and uh, it's fun to watch. I mean, and he's done a lot of misfires, you know, and uh, even those are kind of fun to watch. So, uh, like big swing, big swing. Like you take a big swing, like a yeah. big chance. Yeah, yeah, he oh, absolutely. Like he'll he'll miss, you know, or he'll. Uh, There'll just be something off about it. He did a movie called Which Way to the Front, uh, which is probably one of his last big movies uh, for Warner Brothers. And it's a World War II movie where uh, he happens, Jerry is a millionaire and he has a black uh, chauffeur named Lincoln. And him and Link go to uh, world, go to Germany because he looks like a, a German uh, official. And uh, he meets Hitler, and Hitler's played by uh, this Jewish vaudevillian actor who plays him, like, as a Yiddish guy. And even that's kind of fun to watch. You know, it's bizarre. Uh, but he, he, as a director, used to do these crazy little stunts. Like, I remember one movie, they were watching an in-flight film, and there's some turbulence. And as the, as the plane itself would move, the image, in, the f image in the film would move with it. You know, that's kind of clever. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not yeah, impressing you with Jerry but Jerry has, he has so many moods and he's done so many things for one person and good and bad and I just think like you could just look at one one moment in his life and just be fascinated and there's hundreds of moments in his life that are just fascinating you know 
I mean, he was like... I love like no point of people like, these are babies. The babies are destroying the house, and they're like, we don't know what to do. Because they're giant people dressed like babies. <laughs> like, in real life, not that I'm the world's greatest dad, but if your kid is doing it, you just grab him. I would take the gun. Kid, it, oh, he breaks the gun? Yeah. So, oh, they're aliens. So do you think I love that's, Marty Feldman, though. He's reading a book. He's been reading that book all movie. He just I wish he would lend me the book. He didn't realize he's being shot during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. I, uh... So how come Marty Feldman's funny in this movie and Madeline Kahn and Jerry Lewis aren't? I think he's just given the right role. I mean, they're given the thankless, impossible, self-indulgent, shitty role. Yeah. He's just so perfect, I guess. I mean, he's made so many bad movies, but he's always good in them. He's uh, he's he's made a lot of films as director himself, right? He did a parody of those old uh, World War One desert westerns, the O.E. West, whatever it's called. God, I wish I could oh, remember. I it. It. It's funny. I mean, it's big and silly. Spike Mulligan's in it. Oh, that's fun. But this is big and silly. Oh, he's looking right in the camera, Jerry. He's shaking the camera. He broke the fourth oh wall. God. Now everything's sped up. Oh, they're going to spray mace uh, on him, and I could tell because the uh, chambermaid showed up with tell? it. Because they have a big aerosol that says the word mace on it. Oh, if you think so. So he's spraying these babies with mace. That's hilarious. That's actually <laughs> what I do as a parent. <laughs> Daddy mace. So he's like um, riffraff. Yeah, right, maybe. Uh, Rocky Horror. Did Riff Raff used to spray their guess, his guests with mace? Yes, you didn't see that. No, I, I didn't really see the. Have whole you movie. seen Shock Treatment, the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh yeah, sure. If you have FX Movie Channel, that's all they show. Fox Movie Channel, they show that movie like once a day. It's good. It's a different movie, yeah, it's but it's good. Movie. They do that gag again just now where. They're holding up the broken portrait where the face has popped out with their face in it. Yeah, right, and to the camera, no less. So this is some Back to the Future type special effects. You have Jerry and Madeline as parents in the same room as Jerry and Madeline as space alien baby twins. And guess what? You can tell that it's shot at different times. <laughs> shot at different years, almost. Yeah, the, the parrot scenes are shot during the daytime with the natural sunlight on Madeline's shoulders. Wait, this is 15 years after the kids were born and they're still babies? Is that what it is? I think so. Or they still treat them like babies. I thought they said 15 years later. Oh, now they're getting dressed. I'm very excited. Oh, oh wow. They're, wearing, they're dressing like adults. They're not oh, going to leave the mansion. Without touching their heads? This is the worst episode of Down Abbey ever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like the sexy, even the sexy French maid's not really that here nor there. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, oh this is so boring. 
<laughs> so, uh, what's well, the best movie you've done on your podcast so far? What do you oh, honestly, I recommend Rat Finka Boo Boo. I'm unabashedly a fan of that movie. Oh, you love that movie. I really do. It's like a, a stalker movie for half its time, and then it just becomes a Batman and Robin surfer uh, music video. Just every hodgepodge of uh, 60s uh, pop culture during that time just shows up in this hour long movie. It's great. It's an hour long? 67 minutes? Wow. Yeah. I have, uh, I, I, you know, if anyone wants to send me a tweet, I'm at, at Spiegelmania. I don't have anything set up for the podcast, but I'm always looking for good movies, uh, full length movies on YouTube. Uh, I, and I've actually did see two films that I, I would rather not do for the podcast, but I would kind of recommend them. And I'm a little hazy, but there was a, a cartoonist from the seventies, a French guy, like a heavy metal national lampoon type of guy. And he made two animated movies during the seventies that like Bill Murray and some other people did the voices for. And, uh, I went ahead and saw them and they're just racist piece of shit. <laughs> so I don't really want to, I don't really have much to say about it, but I was happy to see him on YouTube, you know? What was the movie? I don't remember. Is that great? I don't recall. It's two different films. One takes place in the jungle, and the other one, I guess, doesn't. And the other one doesn't. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't even know why I brought it up. I don't. I don't remember anything about it. I mean, not the. What? Uh, how do I find it? Uh, go to IMDb. Bill Murray. It should be listed. It's mentioned in the Bill Murray, the big book of Bill Murray. They talk about the two animated films. Because there, there was there was a time when uh, like you know the heavy metal the movie uh, was voiced by like John Candy and uh, Harold Ramis and they were giving out voice work to to various people like you can see your Saturday uh, Night Live. Who's it? Bill Murray and who else? Uh, and these cartoons, I th- all I know is Bill Murray. They're like one one word uh, titles. Oh, do you know he was in Groundhog's Day? Who? Bill Murray? Who do you play? I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you play the arrogant jerk that everyone likes? Was he, was it, we said one word? Yeah. Meatballs? <laughs> no. <laughs> stripes? It's not Stripes. Stripes? No. Caddyshack. That is one word, Let's but see. no. Ronnie Dangerfield, it's not easy being me. Was it BT Rock? It might be BC Rock. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a cartoon, wacky movie with like, I'm a average guy, caveman, right? Yeah, that's it. And then he did another one. I think it begins with the letter P. Ed. Oh well, you (laughs) narrowed it down for me. Let's see. Caddyshack. Pussy. Pripes. Pripes. Peatballs. Um. Where the Buffalo Room, Mike Mondo video, which is great. Coming attractions? No, it's which is a good movie. Who did that? It was a um, like Dan Aykroyd. It was a kind of like that's entertainment for like uh, bad movies, and uh, they would have segments hosted by like Dan Aykroyd or whatever, and they would show just like scenes to, of bad movies, and it came out in no, the early eighties. No. Right now, if you are uh-huh. watching this movie, uh, they're still in the mansion, and uh, the parents are being uh, consoled by an accountant or something. 
Who looks like the same guy from the doctor's office, but his beard is is um, his goatee is combed out. You know that the Jim Backus, the president of the United States, is also in the room. He's in the room a lot for this movie. The president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else has he got to do? Well, where's the security detail? I mean, they were in that scene when the kids. Um, are on the top of the stairs and the lady drops the tray and they pull the guns out. Oh, right. They pull the guns out and then the kids bend their guns and then they leave the room. The worst Secret Service ever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there, were, there were some examples, right? Well, except for that time in 1980, they're probably the worst Secret Service people ever. What about people jumping over the wall? And they're like, oh, oh, those you well, you're right. The new series. Oh, you, you, you think um, the movie starts with the P? The director starts with the P. His name is Picha. Yeah, right, Picha. He's the uh, cartoonist, and he made two movies that Bill Murray does voices on it, and both movies are. Shame audience. of the Jungle. Okay. That's one of them. He made Snow White the sequel in 2007. That's not one of them. Ten years before that, he made a TV show in France, Zoo Cop. Zoo Olympics, The Big Bang, <laughs> Shame of the Jungle, and Cartoon Circus. Huh. Well, or Shame of the Jungle sounds fun. right. I think that's the, the the Jungle parody one. Oh, here comes some special effects. You think effects. Shame of the Jungle has to do with the jungle? I think that might be the the racist one. Yeah. So the kids are putting their heads together, and there's some crazy special effects going around their head while the president watches. Uh, that's right, they kiss. Are they kissing? Well, I mean, come on, they are space alien twins. Yeah, at least the mom gets upset by it. Uh, this is where they bring up This is a very serious uh, part On a very special episode of Slastic of Another Kind The mother explains how incest is bad What? You just said incest Yeah, I, they have nothing going on in this movie And so they're like, well Here's a conflict <laughs> I don't know if conflict is it It's So where's the president during this? Has he gone back to the White House? Whoa. <laughs> it's kind of funny that as the parents, they're disgusted, and then they also play the kids who are, who are okay with it. Right. Oh, there's the president. The president has an opinion on this matter. Ooh, it's going a weird turn. Yeah, I mean, of all the turns they can go, they can go any direction they want. So they have uh, stand-ins, I guess. There's a scene with Madeline and Madeline, but Space Alien and Madeline's head is to the uh, camera. <laughs> I don't know why they had to put an alarm on. Warning everyone else in this house. <laughs> so they are arresting the twins for admitting that they like to kiss each other and they're arresting them by 
putting straitjackets on them and having their friends take them away by horse and carriage. Oh, this movie is brutal. <laughs> this is brutal. What, did we miss Sam Fuller? Did he show up already? He had a show. I must have played some old grizzly guy. Some guy with a cigar in his mouth. Hey, uh, breaking news? Yes. Jennifer Hudson to star in Adam Sandler's Netflix movie, San- Sandy Wexler. Yeah, it's his new character. Yeah, that's great. And then, then there's one more movie, and they're done with the Netflix, right? Four movies? Yeah, I'm sure they'll do more. He's like the new Jerry Lewis. Well, he's definitely influenced by Jerry Lewis, the, the aggressive man-child uh, bit. I mean... God bless uh, Happy Gilmore and the Waterboy, but they're they're nothing more than just Jerry Lewis. Same with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is an aggressive, you know, man-child. Whether it's uh, Ace Ventura, you know, Ace Ventura is Jerry Lewis. Just turned up. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny, I don't know. Oh, it is funny. Well, I mean, like, part of the appeal is how uh, unhinged you can get as a human being. You know, and that's kind of how what the the humor is. Uh. They need they need stunt people for this scene we're watching. They're they're hanging off of rooftops. Someone endangered their lives to make sure they get the scene in. <laughs> I'm a professional stunt man. What can I do for this movie? Well, we need you to scale down a, a roof. It's because of these space aliens. You know what? I just read the script. I'm not going to endanger my life. Fuck this shit. I don't know what's going on. Well, she slugged the guy unconscious by not touching her, by having her fist miss his face, and he slumped down. <laughs> by a mile. And then uh, she so has a straitjacket oh on. God, Guess what I just did. What's that? I accidentally um, stopped him. the movie. Okay, well, why don't we pause here? I'm going to pause at uh, 50 minutes. So right now we have 15 more seconds. Can you get back to 50 minutes? Hold on a second. I'll explain what's going on in this movie while you uh, search. Oh, here we go. Start it up again. All right, start it up exactly, exactly at 50 minutes. All right. Oh, wait. I have a pause at 50 minutes. 50. I'm pausing the movie. People oh. listening, I've paused yeah, yeah, the movie. Hold on, hold on. New podcast oh, alert. The movie uh-huh. has been paused. Uh, this is brilliant pause, guys. Podcast. All right. Pause. Two, three... Go. All right, ready? Yep. I'm so, count, count me down. Oh, wait, I'll pause again. I'm, I already started it. I'm at 50.05. Go ahead and start. Just tell me when you get to 50.05. 50.02. 50. 50. 50.04. Okay, there we go. 55. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, jeez. So uh, I'm watching Marty Feldman literally push Man and Khan off the scene. Oh, now we're back in outer space. This is what they call in uh, uh, theater intermission, or the middle part. Because, you know, you bring, oh, up, uh, you bring up outer space in the beginning of the movie. The narrator, and then in the middle of the film, like in Goodfellas, the, the narrator will come back. Oh, this is like a wacky military base. <laughs> Unscrewed up alumni. That's funny. What's a military school? It's comedic military school. Everything is a joke. There's a wacky sign. There's a cowboy with a cigar. People shoot off cannons and they fall down. A man is literally chasing a chicken right now to show you how uh, absurd the military force is. 
my god I would be so relieved to see a man chase a chicken in this movie I'd be like at least they're trying they're trying I mean that's funny a man chasing a chicken uh, uh, private Mike watching this movie is the worst <laughs> thing you ever made me do and you're my older brother <laughs> I know I waited till we were 50 to pull this off here we are early 40s like I got you good I don't know. I think that um, Charles Swan, the third movie, is worse. The Do you know what I'm talking about? With uh, no, Charlie no Sheen. Idea. Charlie Sheen. Bill Murray. Charles Swan, the third. Yeah. It's a Roman Coppola movie. The Private Lives of, or... Well, he's the worst. Th- that movie is worse than this. Uh, so I, I can't right, he's an Oscar winner. Roman Coppola. Oh, yeah. I know. I well, you know, the great I'm thing. one of those films, but. I can't think. What was the film for? Do you remember? Was it for I'm Not There? It was uh, something he did with um, his uh, brother or cousin or whatever. Um, one of those good movies. Who's the guy who made all those good films with Bill Murray and. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Rushmore and such? Yeah, that guy. I think he co wrote one of his films. Oh, all right. Well deserved. It was a good movie. Oh, what's going on? Well, there's a military man. Oh, that's there we go. That guy smoking a cigar is Sam Fuller. I told you he would have a cigar. He plays. He shows up in a lot of '80s films. I don't know if you watched a lot of Vin Vendors movies, but he did this terrible '80s film about film producers waiting for financing, and and Sam Fuller's in that one. And he shows up, I think, in the end of uh, Violence. So this uh, no, I've never seen a Vim Benders film because I don't hate, I I don't love boredom. <laughs> we, uh, my friend Lee and I went to see this movie at State of Things to Come or something like that from the 80s. And it was so bad. There was one scene where they're on an island waiting for movie financing. And this guy on his Apple IIe computer in glorious green um, monochrome was showing a interactive story with graphics and, and lettering and he was just pressing the space bar as each scene would load 80 style and that was the movie they just had the camera on this and uh we were laughing we went to see it at the at the coolidge corner movie house the revival house and uh my friend and i started laughing like derisively at this movie and because it, it's awful and i look around and everybody was seriously into it and we actually we actually left, and it was one of the few times where I, I felt like I had to speak out and just say this movie's a bunch of shit. The other movie, Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. You ever see that one? Mm-hmm. Bjork. David Morse plays a cop. Uh, Lars Van Troyer. Dancer in the Dark. I was on TV the other night. I personally hate I that movie. I've never seen it. Well, I saw the, parts of it while slipping through the channels. At the end, she gets the chair, and I saw that in the theater, and I started to laugh, and I turned to uh, my date, and I said, like, can you believe it? And not only was my date crying, but everyone in the theater was crying, and I was the only one who was just like, you know, I don't get it. What about There Will Be Blood? Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, the oil movie? Yeah. The one I saw at your house, the copy I brought to your house? Yeah, have you ever seen that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I don't like that movie. Uh, I was bored. Uh, luckily, um, we were distracted. Yeah. Um, 
So Tim Sardano, do you know who that is? Uh-huh. He's a guy, He he's a San Francisco filmmaker, in quotes, and uh, he makes these vampire movies. I tried to get him on my show, but I think she thinks I'll just make fun of him because one of my first episodes, I think the first episode I ever did six years ago, we just made fun of him. But, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of people accusing him of crazy stuff. I don't know if it's true or not. But anyway, I just... He just came up. But I'd love to have him on the show. If anyone knows Tim, come on. It'll be, yeah. be a nice interview. Anyone uh, here in the Bay that want to do a mitzvah and, and get my brother and this filmmaker together again, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. I say together again because you did make fun of him on your first show six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that, actually. Uh, that you, you had a little piece about his vampire movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I just want to get back to the movie real quick. Oh, sorry, sir. Well, it's the uh, staff of the house. We haven't left the house, and uh, they're drinking and reminiscing. And, and Marty Feldman is acting, I guess. He's doing real acting, so it's a bad sign. People are always like, uh, hey, I can't wait to riff a movie. But it's impossible to riff this movie. Well, you pick, yeah, we picked a terrible film to riff. <laughs> He has curlers um, in his hair. I'll give him that much. What's that? He has curlers in his hair. A little touch. To indicate he's off. Uh, it's after hours. Ah, right. Here comes an alien. Spaceship returns to the exterior of the mansion. This movie is missing, like, Godzilla. I mean, if you're going to have the little people talk, you might as well have Mothra with them. Mothra was always announced by these little these little uh, pixies. I'd love to see the reviews of this film. I don't know if it was... I mean, it must have been released on, on video cassette at one point. Oh, you don't think they reviewed it? I don't think Janet Maslin wrote about it. All, no. the, all these movies I look for for the podcast, I check my Pauline Kale book and just high hopes that like Pauline Kale <laughs> reviewed it. <laughs> like, are you, are you kidding me? Well, one of the movies I really wanted to do with you is uh, uh, The Toy with Richard Pryor and, and uh, Jackie Gleason, but the version that was free on YouTube was kind of shoddy. I didn't really want to do it. A lot of times full-length movies on YouTube start like mid-movie and are very washed out and look like they were shot off a TV or something. It's like I'm watching that movie uh, Small Soldiers right now. A little uh, a spaceship has landed, a tiny spaceship has landed in Madeline Kahn's bedroom and a little tiny soldier has popped out. It's a flying like uh, enchilada, I guess. She goes, are you a strange Chinese man or are you another one? <laughs> There's only so many words in this script and I got to make sure it's all racist. It's terrible, yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. So here's your scene. You're going to play a general and you're going to be popping out of a spaceship. 
okay, I'll just do it. <laughs> That's the very definition of a professional. There's an actor who just decides to do this shit and, and does it, you know? Uh-huh. They're doing it straight, I mean... But this is kind of cool. This is, I've never seen this Jerry Lewis movie before. It's one more Jerry film. Do you have a favorite Jerry Lewis movie? This is definitely one more Jerry film. <laughs> if I was to do a pull quote for this film, I would say this is one more Jerry film. Says <laughs> Adam Spiegelman. Says Mike Spiegelman. For completeness only. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they're in this military base. Um, oh, with a wacky sign. Definitely. It says Buster's Military School for Screwed Up Boys. You know, I, I don't know if they could, in real life, they would actually have a sign like that. Halt. I don't know. Uh, do I have a favorite Jerry Lewis movie? No. Uh, I guess the one we talked about, Cracking Up, whatever that one is great. And of course, Martin Scorsese, but not King Comedy. But do I have uh, anything else? No. You ever see, uh, like, uh. Real films. Uh, any of the Martin Lewis movies? No. No. I know the uh, Road 2 films with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, but I don't know Lewis. Well, oh, actually, you know what? I, I can tell you a funny story, and it's on YouTube as well. Uh, why start now? Why start now? So Bing Crosby had a, uh, a telethon going on, and he was with his partner, uh, Bob Hope. And I guess this was during the 60s or 50s, and they brought up on television this new comedy duo, Martin Lewis. And Jerry Lewis is completely, you know, it's classic young Jerry Lewis with the with the trim cut and uh, the the gawk, and he's just uh, like dull. he's going out of control. Every, everything is exciting, and he's jumping around and he's running around, and you could see Bing Crosby just go pale, like he completely lost control, and uh, and J Bob Hope is like, oh, hey, your partner, your partner is spooking my partner, or whatever. You got to calm him down, to Dean. And the story was that, like, uh, I believe it was Bing Crosby, but he was completely rattled by Jerry Lewis's impression, and that people say that that's how Jerry Lewis came up with the idea of a, of a telethon was after doing their telethon. Oh, well, yeah. that's a story that went sideways. So here's something that's shocking about this film. Yeah. This um, YouTube clip has almost two million views. This movie we're watching right now? No, almost 2,000 views. <laughs> 2,000 masochists in the world. Still. That's a lot. A lot of people going, what the hell am I watching? Oh, let's see if there's some of the... Do you ever look at the YouTube comments? No, but uh, we can. That's not a bad idea. Is that Virginia Graham in the beginning? Uh, I read Vonnegut's Slapstick and enjoyed it very much. Even though... He considered it to be one of his worst works. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not much the of a story. Absolutely terrible, which also made it completely watchable. That's not true. It was so bad. That's All not right, true. I agree with the first half of the sentence, but not the second. 
I'm not even sure what I saw. I agree with that. Yeah. But it was entertaining at the very least. Again, no. I agree Again, with the I first disagree. Time. Yeah. You know, just because it's bad doesn't mean it's good. I mean, you could say I like bad movies and Birdemic is charming or whatever, but there are bad, bad movies. And this this is a great example of a film that is bad because it's it's bad. It's unwatchable. There's there's a layer to it that you don't have in movies that makes it hard to watch. There's a detachment to this film. I mean, she's smashing things and things are blowing up and I have no idea what's going on. She's freeing people who are being brainwashed. It's like the scene in Battlefield Earth where they got the thing on their heads. Oh, the giant baby. And it looks like glass telephone booths, which means it must be state of the art. Oh, she's saving her brother. While a guy winces in the background. Oh, and they're at Buster's Military School for screwed up boys. Listen to that soundtrack. What a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it's nice. A piece of shit movie. Oh, my God. <sighs> What's Have you seen Heart Bleeps? I never saw Heart Bleeps with Madeline Kahn as a robot. Yeah. Yeah, it was not Madeline Kahn. That's what made me think of it. I thought it was Madeline Kahn. Oh, who is it? It's, um... Well... Madeline Well, it looks like uh, there's a lot of Jerry movies on YouTube. I'm just looking on the side here. So you can see Cinderella and The Iron Boy, two of his best movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would just watch as much Jerry Lewis as possible while he's still alive and just celebrate the fact that he's living. Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters and uh, our, our friend Andy Kaufman. Our beeps. Uh, you're recommending more Which ones would you recommend I would definitely say The Iron Boy uh, Cinderella is funny It has uh, Henry Silva in it He does a pretty charming job in it um, uh, I would recommend uh, Bellboy That's probably one of my favorites That movie is insanely good uh, Patsy's funny That has Peter Lorre in it uh, He's done one where he's like uh, He takes care of a school for girls Which is kind of funny uh, I just think anything he directed, you, you should go out and see. Uh, and it may hit, it may miss. What's that? I realized that I asked you within the last hour what your favorite one is. I'm always happy to talk about Jerry. You know, a friend had these Super Jerry tapes back when uh, VHS cassettes were the YouTube of its time. And uh, it was just footage of Jerry being a total asshole. Like, one thing I'll have to say is that you can find, like, dig around and find television appearances from the last 50, 60 years where he's, you know, innocent or he's just a total prick. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. And it's fun to watch him, be, you know, reminisce about how awful his old directors were or just, you know... Uh, he, I remember watching one like AMC A and E special about him, and he was saying that the director of the first Martin Lewis movie uh, was as funny as a menstrual period. You know, like it's just and and he has a, a insanely bad reputation as a sexist because he just doesn't think women are funny, and uh, right. it's brutal. You know, we saw that movie hardly working, and he and. Uh, his niece says he wants, she wants to be a clown. What was the response? He was like, yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> oh, like for a little girl? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's so funny that it's like um, they're trying to be progressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're so progressive by saying something stupid like that. But he's one of those guys who'll say women aren't funny, and he'll still say it, even though he's 90 years old. So, you know, and he's a total prick to people, so there's reasons to, you know, not like the person. So he's still right, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Just kidding. Because this movie proves that men can be unfunny as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he finally said that, we're equal, that men and women are equal when it comes to being unfunny. Yeah, 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 with being terrible. This must be the climax. They've been holding their heads together, and the special effects lights are going around them. Although, according to YouTube, we still have 13 more minutes. Hopefully, they'll show the credits very slowly. <laughs> the outtakes. It's, it's like a data carbon yeah. movie where there's like 10 minutes of outtakes. Oh, really? There's... um. Again, the last movie I just reviewed, uh, Prison, Prison of the Dead. Prison of the Dead. They show, there's three horsemen that come out, which means they only had three costumes. And they come out of the grave, they're summoned by a Ouija board, and they each come out twice. Just because they show the footage twice. <laughs> I guess try to kill as much time as possible. You think the, the script called for four horsemen? And they looked at the budget, they said, we can't do four horsemen in the apocalypse. That's bullshit. Guys, guys, we don't have that. We could do three and show are, twice. Yeah, yeah. The three horsemen. I, w I wasn't wrong about... They have, like, attack dogs inside the mansion. I, w I wasn't wrong that this entire movie takes place in one location. Except for the school. Oh, right, the school of uh, crazy mixed-up boys. So that's two sets they used. Oh, there he is. There's Samuel Fuller. His movies during the eighties I recommend. There's the big red one. There's White Dog. Have you seen White Dog Ed? No, I haven't seen his eighties ones. Uh Steel Helmet is really good. Steel Helmet's great. Uh I think I, that was nineteen fifty. I dragged my um then wife now fiance and two friends to see um Your dead wife and now fiance, you said? Then yeah. The vice versa. Um the movie he did about the, the mental institution. Oh, Shock Corridor? Shock Corridor. Yeah. I love that film. And, then, and it was so bad, and they hated it. And Russell says to my fiance, I hope the wedding's not off. <laughs> <laughs> no one liked that movie? Oh, that's they great. Hated it. Oh. It, it is not, it's not a good film, but it's so many good parts to it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I forgive the fact that it's flawed. It has flaws, but his films always has, like, this scenery that you're not going to see elsewhere. The way people move or are, are moving in scenes and stuff like that. Uh... He did a film called Street of No Return, Sam, which was from 89. And I saw that in the theater, and it is like the most insane movie. It's a rock star who lost his voice, and he keeps making a music video about him on a horse. And uh, Sam Fuller's daughter, I think, is in it. But it, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just a crazy film. But yeah, he so he did a lot of like acting. He was kind of like Orson Welles, where he did a lot of acting just to get money to produce his films. I think Orson Welles is in this movie too, Adam. In this one right now? Yeah, I think he does the voice. I remember reading that, which means that it's a film with film directors acting. There's Jerry Lewis, there's Sam Fuller, and I guess Orson Welles. And, and Marty Feldman. He's a director. <laughs> oh, yeah, Marty Feldman. Yeah. As we have learned today. Uh, there is 10 minutes left in this movie. 
<laughs> this must be the climax. This is a movie. If it was a date, I pretend I got a text and I'd have to go. <laughs> this date would take place like at a cafeteria, by mistake, like and two hours earlier. Like they both go to a cafeteria to eat, and they're like, "Oh, hey, how are you? We're supposed to go to dinner later. Why don't we walk around?" <laughs> Uh, their heads are together Their heads together They have that oscillator uh, Special effect Lights around their heads And I, th I think this Basically the spaceship Are going to take them I mean what could possibly happen I mean if I was writing a story About uh, a couple That gives birth to space aliens That look exactly like the parents I would end it with the UFO Taking them, the, the space aliens back So that's all we're waiting for Ended. I would start it that way so we can go home earlier. Do you think this is the same house they shot Modern Problems in? Remember at the end they go to a big giant house. I hardly remember that movie. I feel like I was a kid, but when I watched it, I feel like I was drunk. <laughs> you gave me a, a DVD of that movie. Oh, I did? Yeah, from... Uh, My terrible brother. No, it was like a bad movie event at like Slam Dance or Bunk Fest or whatever. And they had a DVD version. You gave me it. Oh my God, this is so bad. This movie is really bad. I, it's, well, the aliens have come. The miniature aliens have come and they're going to take back the twins, I guess. Thank, here's something you don't hear often. Thank God Pat Morita is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has a very little Pat Marina in this movie. Hello. This is very little. He's a miniature? Yeah, because he's a miniature. It's a, a small role? There's no such thing as a small role, Adam. Only small actors. Hey, come on. <laughs> Pat Marina, stand up for your right. Oh, sorry. Oh, he is. Oh. Oh, my God. I like the close-up of the eyes of these actors, but I don't know if the director's telling them to do anything while they do the close-ups. Look, I've given up my nap time. <laughs> You're the father of a toddler. You've given up your precious nap time to do this movie. Oh, I appreciate it. a lot of time. I bet you she wakes up the moment this movie's over. So there's no rest for you. Uh-oh, all the oh wacky toy wind-up toys have been wound up. Wow, this is some good special effects. Well, some oh. set designer said, well, we need some wacky toys in here. The smoke is coming out of things. Drawers are opening and closing. Who's Everyone's doing, trying to get but out But who's of the doing smoke. it? The twins? The aliens? The earthquake? Who's doing this? Oh, I don't know. And if you had a laser gun and you're pointing it, why don't you just shoot it? It's been five minutes yeah. with that guy holding that, pointing that gun. So who's causing this? The aliens? Something outside? Maybe this is Orson Welles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chinese men. Originally it was Chinamen, didn't they? They said Chinese men. Yeah, Kafiru, we should not mention they're Chinese in this movie. And Pamarita. Yeah. <laughs> is Pamarita Chinese? I don't think so. We don't know. I don't know. I'm just as bad as everyone else. Oh my god. So Adam, even though they're yeah. going into the light, do not walk into the light. 
I would. I would right now. If there was a light, I'd jump into it. The aliens are here, and this is obvious a ripoff of the final scene from Close Encounters. That's probably their point of perspective when they made this movie. a joke. It's supposed to be like a joke, plus they're going to get the kids. Plus they don't have an original idea at the end. Yep, there's the aliens, right. and they look like the ones from... No, they look like guys in costumes. <laughs> they finally made it home. I gotta give Jerry some credit. He looks funny. He's just making these silly faces. <laughs> you know what he looks like? Um, Giddity. Uh, oh, Quagmire? Quagmire. <laughs> it's got the chin and the nose. Yeah, yeah. And he's been sexually harassing everybody in the movie. You know, I, one time I flew down to Seattle and uh, the pilot says, Hello, this is uh, Captain Glenn Quagmire of Southwest Airlines. And when the plane landed, I was out there waiting for the, the baby stroller or whatever, the, the, the seat. And this pilot walks out and I look at him and I go, Glenn Quagmire? And he goes, uh, that was a co-pilot. He said, it wasn't me. But thanks for listening. Like those guys that give the announcements, they were saying, pretending to be a pilot, you know, from Glenn Quagmire and Family Guy out as a, pi- a pilot. So the pilot on this plane said his name was Glenn Quagmire. But what I wanted to tell the guy is like, not only is Glenn Quagmire a terrible pilot, he gave all his coworkers syphilis. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, sorry to distract from the movie. The, the twins are on this spaceship, and this spaceship is like twice the size of the house, which is a first because all the other spaceships were tiny. And there's well, they're Chinese. Uh, well, the, the Marty Feldman is waving goodbye, even though he's in the house. In fact, everybody's in the house. Why are they waving goodbye? He's leaving. That's why. His job is done, which we don't really know what his job was to begin with. And now he's. How about this one? I don't know. He's gonna. How it works? Because I don't know who the fuck he is. One, two, three, four, five. Check. Check. This movie is over. All right. Everyone's leaving. (laughs) Even the actors are leaving before the credits are ending. Yeah, leaving (laughs) for the credits. You want to beat the traffic? Oh, phew. Marty Feldman, hi ho! Hi ho! The the credits say. One more special effect, in case you guys this forgot. This is like the eighties. Or the Chinese people. Oh. All right, and then you got the eighties music and the eighties fonts. Murray Schwartz. Slowly them years Been looking for another to ease my worried mind. It's this one. This one. The one you can hear me on. This one. Uh, I'm talking on the mic. For Trish and Dan Face Blue Man. Slowly them years unwind. Stop breaking the mic stands. Slowly them years unwind. Make sure there are no narcs. Been 